Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm so glad that you joined me for the Lord's Word of God today. And I'm just Joe, no title. And today we're going to learn about greater works. The Lord tells us in a passage where he has done many miracles, many wonders. And he says that in the future, even greater works will be done. And so we're going to learn a little bit about that today. And so if you brought your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of John, chapter 11. And to set the stage, Jesus has just performed uh, an incredible miracle. He brought Lazarus from the grave. He had died and been dead there for three days. And Mary and Martha were all mourning and crying, as you know. And even the scripture says that Jesus wept, but he wept because he saw the pain and suffering on them. You understand? And so if you're going through pain and suffering, emotional agony, our Lord and Savior knows and he feels for you. He has love for you. Amen. Amen. And so. What happens is many people get saved because of this miracle and the other miracles that he's performing. And so, but some people go to the Pharisees and report to them what Jesus has done. And they're concerned and worried. And so reading from verse 47, then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did, not saying on his own authority. But being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for the nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. So he's prophesying that Jesus is going to die for the nation of Israel, and also the people that believe in God in other nations, the Gentiles. And it says here that he did this not in his own authority, yet he's the high priest that year. There's no one higher than him, but God. And God told him. The only way he knew this and prophesied this is God must have told him. Now that's powerful in itself. Amen? Amen. So it's an amazing prophecy and it came true. So now follow me over to chapter 14. And Jesus is going to tell us, reading from verse 12, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide in you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. 
but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Amen? Amen, brothers and sisters. So he's talking about the Holy Ghost. He's talking about the Holy Spirit, that if you're saved today and you believe that Jesus came incarnated in human form to die for your sins and mine, was buried and rose, and you have repented of your sinful ways, brothers and sisters, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Amen? Amen. So get excited about that. And he says, greater works will be done. By whom? By you. By you, brothers and sisters. Because the greater work is bringing someone to salvation. And they receive the Holy Spirit and are saved and get to go to heaven and live forever and ever with our Lord and Savior. That's the greater work. And so we all need to take up that cross and follow Jesus and bear fruit, bringing other people to Christ, telling them testimonies that Jesus has done for you in your life. Amen? Amen. But you have to explain to them that they need the Holy Spirit. They need to believe first. You need to share with them what Jesus did for them. You can use this scenario. Let's say that you committed a crime and you went before the judge and you told the judge on sentencing day that your friend here has volunteered to take the penalty for you. That's what Jesus did for you and me. It's amazing grace and it's amazing love. And so now we have to give up our lives for him, follow Jesus and serve Jesus by pleasing God and doing his will. Amen? Amen. And so then direct them to Acts 2.38. It tells us how we can receive the Holy Spirit. It reads, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say you might. It says you shall. And when you get baptized in the name of Jesus, it means you are a candidate to receive the Holy Spirit. And when you repent of your sinful ways, that means turn from your sinful ways, God will fill you up with the Holy Spirit. That's your down payment to salvation. And you have to have it. God says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are not his. All right, brothers and sisters. Explain to them that people want to do what they want to do. And that they must have a pure heart towards God. If there's a blemish or a spot on their heart, they will not see Jesus. So you need to explain that to them. If they say they want to live for God, they have to live up to that. People can be anointed and never receive the Holy Spirit. Explain to them that they need to examine themselves and make sure they're living in the faith. Because if they're living in sin, they're denying the power of God and God will not come into their life. And after you've received the Holy Spirit, the devil can still come after you with evil thoughts. But you have power over those thoughts by rebuking the devil in the name of Jesus and he will flee. God gives the Holy Spirit when you are ready. If you haven't repented, your heart is not right with God yet. And you won't receive the Holy Spirit until you have repented of your sinful ways and got right with God. 
Brothers and sisters, we all have to work on doing God's will every day and praying without doubting and tell them to keep pressing forward for that high calling. And when they're ready, then they will receive the Holy Spirit. If a person repents and has trash inside, that means that they're only repenting with their lips. They're not turning from their sinful ways. They will not receive the Holy Spirit. But you, you've got to repent from your sinful ways. And then He will receive you. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, if you're not saved today, and you want to say an oath, you want to say a prayer of salvation with me, or maybe you've backslid and become a prodigal son or daughter, bow your heads with me and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your throne. I am a sinner, Lord. Please forgive me for all my sins that I've ever done. Please help me to renew this carnal mind. And then I pray you renew my mind completely and renew this stony heart into a pure, loving heart. And dear Father, write my name in the book of life and seal me for the day of redemption. Help me, Lord, to repent from my sinful ways. Dear Father, your will always be done, not mine. Now pray this in the precious name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Yeshua is how you say Jesus in, in Hebrew. And if you said that oath, live up to that oath. And you are anointed right now. You are the many that are called to accept Jesus as their Savior. But to be chosen, you need to take it a step further and repent of your sinful ways. And He will fill you with the Holy Spirit and write your name in the book of life and seal you for the day of redemption. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, Always remember to pray up every day and read up every day and keep the love of Yeshua in your heart and we'll all be with our Lord and Savior someday forever and ever. Amen.